Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And welcome back to Rosie on the House. We're here to field any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Anything having to do with a repair or remodel, a maintenance issue, or a replacement issue. Give us a ring and we'll put our nearly 50 years of building and remodeling experience in the state of Arizona to work for you. I love the fact that uh, we've been doing this long enough. We kind of act as a collection basin for information. When I'm actually looking for information, I'll throw a request out on air and say, hey, I'm particularly stumped on this issue. Would those of you uh, in particularly enlightened on this issue get in touch with me during the week and let me collect the information necessary to know how to move forward? So we've been collecting this information for years and uh it's it's kind of put us in a in a in a great position of compiling it all in one place but the fact that it's all living on the internet doesn't mean you can't call the show and let's talk live at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight you know jennifer and i just finished a a, a pretty significant 10-day road trip and Jennifer, what were your impressions? Um, you know, the one impression I got more than any, we traveled six states in 10 days. There were states that apparently had never even heard of COVID or masks. <laughs> there wasn't a mask to be seen. But Jennifer and I checked into a motel adjacent to a big river, a big river, high in the Rocky Mountains, very cold water. And we were walking one evening prior to dinner along this river walk. And we were outside, and we were together, and we weren't masked. Romy, there were people on this walk that I thought were going to get in the river and swim upstream to go around us. <laughs> You're outside. <laughs> outside with the wind blowing. Uh, well, so know, it was, what amazed me was how where you were indicated how s- strict it was being interpreted. Well, it's probably very cultural, you know. Oh, what, what people are listening to, the amount that they're listening to, you know, it can be really hard on the, on the psyche and your mental health to dwell on that stuff all the time. I was in a doctor's office yesterday, and one of the screens they had up there to stay healthy in your mind was don't obsess over the news. You know, be careful, <laughs> be cautious. But we also stayed at a hotel in California, Romy, and I, we were checking out. I just absently walked down. They, it was all masks you had to wear, and I completely forgot it. The young man at the door looked at me, pressed the automatic button, and jumped out of the way. And he was masked. And I was only going to be like, I mean, who's terrified of me? And it then was the, just really strange. And then the other motel, there was a lady walked in without a mask, walking across the lobby. Oh, this one was funny. And she just says, I just hold my breath. 
She goes, oh, no, I forgot my mask. And she just said, oh, I'll just hold my breath. And she held it and ran back. We all just died laughing. I, uh, that's another choice. Uh, you know, we can I just all hold your breath. I a funny conversation from a few of the rodeo dads who have older sons. You know, luckily, Remy's eight and we're, we're years away from this. But they were telling their, or their older sons that are, you know, high school age, like, well, and the nice thing about this, it makes picking a girl a lot easier. You know, all you have to do is walk up to her without a mask and buy her a reaction. You can tell if it's somebody you, that's crazy or not crazy. And it makes <laughs> makes the selection choice so much easier for guys. Well, <laughs> you learn a lot about dating world. We're, people. We're, yeah. we're really not making a statement on for or against masks. We're just saying what we observed was all across the board. And I will make this statement and I will make this stand. I'm not smart enough to do it, but when whoever is smart enough to declare we don't need masks anymore, I'm going to sponsor the largest mask-burning party <laughs> in Arizona. I will, I will import the crawfish. I will bring in the refreshments, and I'm going to find someplace we can have a bonfire. And I'm not saying it's time yet. And I'm not saying I'm smart enough to say when it's going to happen or where it's going to happen. But, baby, if you want to participate in the mask-burning party when it happens, give us your email address at rosellnows.com, and we'll make sure you get an invite. I want the whole state to be there in celebration that united we beat this thing. So let's get back to the topic of home improvement. We're here at Rosie on the House to answer your questions a lot. I, I probably wasn't as accessible to the office as I should have been on this road trip. Um, but it was, kind of a, it was kind of a refreshing trip. Jennifer and I used it to kind of refresh ourselves. And I did stay in a motel at Lone Pine, California, which is one of my very favorite places in the whole world. It's at the base of Mount Whitney. I stayed in this motel in 1974 when me and a couple friends tried to climb Mount Whitney. Romy, they haven't even changed the bed sheets. <laughs> I'm confident, ah. I'm confident I was sleeping on the same sheets as I did in 1974. But we did stay in a beautiful hotel in Grass Valley, California, which the operator said was the oldest continually operated lodging facility in America. West of the United States. West of the United States. Mississippi. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, thank you. Thank you. I think Rosie's still on vacation and mode. I am still on vacation mode. When I got home, the one I walk in the office and Carol's got this look like a deer in, in headlights saying, we need to talk. Well, yes. When people call in... Ninety percent of the time, the questions they're asking me are way above my pay grade. But what I do is I simply write them down and email them to you, and we have a standing meeting once or twice a week to go over those. But in the meantime, I was directing people to our YouTube channel. If you're not familiar with it, go to Rosie on the House on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. We're going to have some new and exciting content coming up pretty soon here. But we have three-minute tips on basic home maintenance items around your house. One that gained particular traction this week was how to flush your hot water heater. Uh-huh. Before I ask some of those follow-up questions would you mind just talking about why was the importance of that how often should you be doing it what do you gain by doing that when we when we take a traditional hot water tank that heats water and stores it in a 40 50 60 or 80 gallon holder uh our arizona water tends to be very hard 
when you heat it, it kind of cooks the chemicals out. And as you drain the water, those chemicals tend to remain, plus all the sediment that comes down the, the line in the water line. So all of that material is accumulating on the bottom of your water heater. And the only way to get rid of it is regularly uh, drain your water heater. And the YouTube demonstrates this. Not only drain the water heater, but flush and rinse the water heater. We actually turn the valve on and off, on and off. Getting all of that debris in the bottom of your tank flushed out completely. It doesn't suffice just to drain the water heater. You're not cleaning it. Go ahead and flush it. Watch the YouTube video. It will help you do this. Now, with that said, if you haven't drained, flushed, or serviced your water heater in over five years, don't touch it. But if you've got a new water heater and you want to extend the life of it, do this annually. So Miss Patricia followed the YouTube video to the letter, but she said, we had our water heater flush, but there's still dirty and rusty water coming out when we first turn it on. It's about seven years old. Is there anything else we can do to help the water return back to normal after they've done what they followed on the YouTube channel? I'll bet dimes to donuts that if she just keeps using the hot water for a day or two, it's going to work its way out. She's just disturbed all the sediment at the bottom of the tank, possibly didn't rinse it quite as well, broke it all loose and got it floating around, and now it's being delivered to the tap. That should work itself out. All righty. And Mr. Pete, with a 40-gallon ream gas water heater, so that there's a very slow drip outside from the pressure relief valve drain that was installed back in 2015. The tank was flushed for the first time recently, but the pressure relief valve was open for draining and closed when filling. Operations since the flush three weeks ago has been back to normal, but I started noticing the drip about two weeks ago. Is it common to get a drip after you flush it? At the top of your water heater is a spring-loaded pressure relief valve that should the thermostat in your water heater not work and it not turn off the heating element, uh, it starts boiling the water. That then creates extreme pressure inside the water heater. That pressure relief valve is built-in safety mechanism, okay? Most plumbers I know, when they service water heaters, do not test the pressure valve because more times than not when you do, they're not going to reclose again completely. So that's exactly what happened. They let it go five years before they serviced it. They tested it. Some piece of debris or the spring has a slight little bit of rust resistance in it. That pressure relief valve hasn't completely closed. He isn't going to stop that leak without replacing the pressure valve. Or, you know, the steel pin on top of it if you lightly tap that with a hammer sometimes you can get it pushed back down but there you go you know, a, a big part of that is the calcium buildup that happens um because there's that's where the airspace in your water heater is is at the top can't be the corporate to not letting it close well you don't have to test it because it's a spring tension and trust me that pressure from the steam uh will <laughs> will will break through and if it is calcium that's 
build up there that's that's keeping it from going down. Well, when that steam builds up, if the, melts it. It, it, yeah, it'll evaporate all that, and the the pressure relief valve, you know, w- will work. It's it's a it's a spring. That's all it is, and that mm-hmm. pressure will, will build and <laughs> and break through anything that could possibly build up on inside. And Patty would in her, would like to talk about her bathroom shower and mold. But Patty, I'm gonna ask you to hold as we go through this little station break. I promise. Patty from Glendale, you'll be first up when we get back right after this short commercial break. Well, kind of like the crawfish party or spurt of the moment, party is starting to grow. Michelle and Byron from Scottsdale have already signed up for your mass burning party, along with Matt and Mesa, who signed up five for his whole family. All right, all right. Well, when it's time, baby, we're going to have it. That's for sure. I promised we'd get to Patty, who called in and liked to talk about an issue in her bathroom in Glendale. Let's see if we can bring her into the conversation and uh, apply our experience and help her in some small way. Good morning, Miss Patty. Hey, Rosie. Yeah, um, I'm having a walk-in, tiled walk-in shower put in my bathroom, and it's being put in. The old one was torn out because there was uh, water damage and mold, which made some people in my family sick. So with this new one being put in, I just wonder what like, what questions to ask the contractor to ensure that this isn't a problem in the near or distant future. Well, once the demolition is done, make sure any residual mold is obliterated or encapsulated. And then the most important thing, Patty, is mold can't survive when there's no moisture for it to feed on. So we've got to make sure whatever we're going back with is installed correctly with appropriate shower pans and vapor barriers, moisture barriers, to keep the moisture contained into the shower unit where you want it. And then if mold has some chance to restart growth, at least then it's someplace we can see it and treat it as a leadability problem rather than let it grow into an assiduous problem back inside the walls. So just make sure they're doing it uh, with a permit. Uh, When we're doing those kind of conversions, we have to have plumbing tests done on the water integrity retention of the pan. Uh, I tell you, that's one of my little pet peeves is a lot of these bathroom retrofit companies that are out there are advertising they can do one-day and two-day bathroom remodels. Well, they can't do that and be legal and be pulling permits. So they should all be run out of business. But I can't get everybody on board to run them out of business. Can we send them a glitter bomb? We can send them a glitter bomb. So, Patty, you just make sure who you're dealing with has pulled a permit, is licensed, bonded, and insured, and getting the appropriate inspections. If before they start putting everything back together, there's still indications of mold, I would challenge them. And I would say, why don't we bring a mold eradication specialist in here and knock all this out or get it completely and totally encapsulated so it has absolutely no, this, what we're dealing with now, has no chance of restarting and then we've got it in a controllable situation i hope that helps miss patty good luck i almost got on a soapbox there oh, i almost got on a soapbox there 
Easy boy. Y'all had mentioned the home maintenance calendar, and we had some people write in. It is a physical print calendar with, with, with paper. So if you want it, you have to let us know the address you would like us to mail it to. We had some people say, yeah, I want a calendar and not given a mailing address. So you can, if you want the digital one right now, you you can just go download it per month off of our website oh. if you only want it digital. But if you want the whole thing in paper, you just need to let us know where to mail it. And a lot of our certified partners uh, will hand them out when they leave estimates. Uh, the guys that have showroom locations will have a stack on their countertop at their showroom so you can look up. Uh, we've, we've got little icons in our certified partner that indicate if they're a service contractor and if they have a showroom and if they have a retail location. <clears throat> those those showroom and retail locations, if there's one in your area, you can just walk in there and grab one off of the countertop. All right. There you go. One more thing we do to try and earn your respect in becoming your best friend goes back to the first thing, the first piece of wisdom ever given to me about this show 33 years ago was by my wife. When I walked out the front door to do the very first broadcast, she said, Rosie, if you don't know, just say you don't know. Don't be everybody's expert. Be everybody's best friend. And that's been our goal from the very first broadcast. And we're looking for a few contractors that are yes, looking to are. add to the list. Uh, we had a request for a landscaper in Casa Grande. We don't currently have somebody that works in that area. Um, and if you're a small mason or a concrete guy interested in doing smaller jobs, I can give you a lifetime of work. I can give you a – or siding. If you do any siding, aluminum siding, hardy board siding – Vinyl siding. If you do any siding and you can make it through our screening process, I can keep you busy for your natural born life. <laughs> Masonry and concrete are hard. And in fact, we've even talked about starting our own specialty trade just because we haven't been able to find somebody to fill that void. Um, you know, but right now it just it would deter from all of our other priorities that we do every week and it would affect how fast we're able to get our follow-up to our listeners that write in constantly and you know all the other items that we do in, in creating this broadcast, our website, our videos. But it small concrete and masonry, if, if you can take small jobs uh, and bang them out, like Rosie said, you've been know. in business for five years. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk. And welcome back to Rosie on the House. It's time to cover our weekly to-do. One item on your home, castle, or cabin that requires maintenance. It's our goal, our vision that we can help you keep your home so well-maintained that you could sell it at the drop of a hat and not get beat up on any price or gouges or get stuck paying heavy repair bills uh, just for someone else to come in and enjoy your home. And so... This week, we're talking about HVAC spring checkups, and we've got one of our air conditioning professionals and Rius Home Performance Solutions, Jeff Carmichael. Uh, you, you know, we hear it all the time about the importance for 
seasonal checkups as our equipment changes from heating to cooling and, and back and forth. What What is the importance of having our mechanical equipment checked? Uh, there's a lot of important things that need to be checked, uh, but the biggest, I would say, components as far as wear and tear components, uh, wires come loose, motors uh, haven't been working that are going to start working. Um, you know, there's lubricated parts to the, your air conditioning system. There's a lot of moving components. And without knowing what happened last summer or what took place over the winter, having all those components then to fire on 100% capacity or all cylinders, if you will, uh, without having any items checked could cause breakdowns, premature failures, um, or things that could come up that are more expensive for you to repair that could have been solved uh, throughout just a routine maintenance, whether that's tightening electrical connections or making sure uh, maybe a smaller motor that's drawing amperage on a larger motor is performing how it should um, before that takes out that other larger component. Now, you hear and see a lot of different gimmicks and advertisements to get people enticed to, you know, call for our patented 21 checklist project. And, you know, if you schedule now and mention blah, 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 we give you this discount. And, you know, I'm not going to say all of those are necessarily bad, but a lot of those are kind of bait and switch. And what you're actually scheduling out as a part salesman, right. you know, they're sending them out so cheap with the goal that he's going to jack you up on two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars worth of repairs that are... Yeah questionably unneeded. Yeah. Um, our listening audience is smart enough to know to go to rosieonthehouse.com, get one of our air conditioning partners and not have to worry about that. Yeah. But if they're trying to help out a friend or a neighbor, what are some of the things they need to know when someone comes on site? Is this really a professional or is this somebody who's just trying to sell me parts? It's that's could be extremely deceiving for your everyday person to, to gather. And honestly, even in the industry for so long, I wouldn't be able to tell you uh, what they were until I get the invoice, right? So um, invoices can be very deceiving. There could be parts on there without a description of the part or why it's needed to be replaced. We've seen invoices that have um, no data behind the recommendations, right? So if I'm being told as a homeowner, you need to replace this part, it's um, you know, out of its life expectancy or it's not working right now, well, do you mind showing me why it's not working or what what were the amp draws that you took? Um, how did you check the refrigerant? At, so all those questions we don't expect a homeowner to ask, right, the contractor that's giving them their maintenance. Um, but if you do get a maintenance, uh, we would, you know, caution you on whether you just dive all into all the diagnostics that they, they did on the system and all the recommendations. And always feel free either to call us or call another Rosie certified air conditioning contractor. Call any of us and get a scoop on what our thoughts are on that invoice. The biggest thing is if you get a bad gut feeling, listen to it. Yes. And just let the company, the technician know that, you know, you know, even you, you could make up something, you know, I've got to consult my spouse. I've got to consult my dad. I've got to, yeah. you know, just, I'm, I'm not ready to make a decision. Well, if they start pushing you to make a decision, cause you can save all this and you won't be able to call me back and have all the savings later. And this, you know, promotion is only for now. Right. You know, if they're trying to close the deal right now, that is a perfect indication that you have a good gut hunch. Yep. Get them out of your house 
call call in for a second opinion at a different company. Yeah, as soon as your invoice confuses you, which I trust me, I've, I get confused <laughs> on a lot of invoices I've seen, whether it's maintenance or quotes um, on air conditioning equipment in the past. Um, if you're confused, then that's a red flag. And there's a lot of um, you know hidden fees. There's additional costs. There's credited maintenance costs. There's uh, you name it. So if it's not just spelled out as far as this is what you need to do, um, then yeah, you sh- it should be a warning sign that you might want to get a second opinion. And you, you, it, I can't stress enough the importance of just calling another company or another contractor. I mean, I field calls all you know every day um, with people that just have general questions about what's being recommended. And a lot of times we can narrow it down to this sounds about right based off maybe the age of the system or how much maintenance you've done or, you know, and the price might be right in line with what's appropriate. Um, you know, we'll, we'll full disclosure let you know. Um, but if there are red flags, then you might be better off having a second opinion on it. And even if there's red flags and your air conditioning's not working, mm-hmm. still just, you know, find a friend's house, go to a hotel for a night or two. Yes. Yep. Um, if, if it's too uncomfortable to stay in the home, because yeah. that's going to be a lot cheaper than letting uh, a, somebody take advantage of you. And that's key too on, on why we preach the importance of getting that pre-maintenance done on your air conditioning system now, like right now, <laughs> opposed to Memorial Day and thereafter. Don't wait to feel warm. We can still perform a uh, spring or air conditioning tune-up right now when the weather's perfect in the 70s and the 80s. So, yeah, Don't wait until you need it Correct. <laughs> yep. to have it checked. Um, on top of all that, you had mentioned cost. What should a seasonal checkup cost? Yeah, um, I think if you're anywhere between uh, $60 and $120, um, that should cover a, a basic inspection of a unit. Um, you know, I think you know, ours is priced right at $89. We try to hit, go right down the middle of the road. Um, but I think anything less than $60 should really be a red, uh, a cautionary um, to what you're getting for that amount of money. So that's just your seasonal checkup. It should be done in the spring and the fall. Let's talk about something else we were talking about off air before we started this. Mm-hmm. And that's just what you're seeing in the industry right now. And maybe some things homeowners need to be aware of coming down the line through the supply chains. Yeah, we can't uh, stress enough that we are seeing extremely long time frames on getting new equipment for homeowners that right now have decided to replace their air conditioning units uh, that are proactive homeowners that are doing that. We are still seeing four to six week lead times on getting that equipment. What was last year and the years prior two to three days or just regular inventory at our, our manufacturer's warehouses around the valley that we could just go pick up even next day, uh, they're not there. Uh, and if they are there, they're on hold for another contractor to be picking them up. So if you are hesitant or you're not sure on where your air conditioning is currently, uh, as far as its state, the best thing you can do again is, is get that preventative maintenance done, get that checklist in front of you so you know is it time to replace? Is it time to repair? And then you can really be adamant on on making the right decision. Because buying a new air conditioning system when it's hot and you're already stressed and pressured to make that large of a purchase isn't good and it's not healthy. And, and, it, and we try our best to navigate a homeowner in that circumstance um, as best as we can. But if we're talking a four to six week lead time on just getting their new air conditioning equipment, 
uh, that's going to create a whole different ballgame. Um, so that's the last thing we want for our homeowners. And again, the best thing you can do is um, be proactive, This, especially this year, more than any other. If your unit was already on life support before, yes, it's going to be really critical to work on getting that. And, you know, depending on the size, the house, the equipment, and air conditioning units today mm-hmm. aren't what they were 20 years ago. I mean, it's, right. you could easily can compare it to the you know vehicle industry. Yeah. A truck 20 years ago is not the same thing as it is today. Yeah. And there the cost is more. Mm-hmm. Material costs have gone up yes, uh, this year. I mean, yeah. you depending on size house, you know, you could be 5, 15, 25,000 for right. a complete uh, retrofit. Yeah, and, and that and the efficiency levels that um, you know we're we're staying on track with every other industry as far as the technology that goes into these air conditioning systems, not even just the size of an air conditioning unit and making sure that you got the right size or maybe the right brand that you like um, from the right manufacturer. You have a you can look at six, seven, eight different options of the same air conditioning unit on just different efficiency levels, which significantly will change in price. So there's a lot more to just getting an air conditioning unit, uh, more so now than ever. Than is it the right size for my house, and how quickly can you get it installed? Summer's coming. Stay ahead of it. <laughs> get your HVAC equipment checked now by a professional. Uh, one of which could be Rius. Home Performance Solutions, y'all could be reached at? Uh, 480-969-7500 or reis.com, R-E-E-I-S.com. And that's our weekly to-do. A lot of times it's a do-it-yourself thing, but sometimes it's not. Whether it is do-it-yourself or not, you can keep up with those weekly maintenances in our HomeZada app. Go to rosieonthehouse.com slash app. And if you use promo code Rosie when you sign up, you'll save 25% on your annual uh, monthly subscription, which is only $60, so 25% off of that. And one of the great benefits to the system is it's a learning system. And he was talking about price increase for materials. Well, as projects are done and costs are entered into the system, it will help tell you, here's what it's going for in your neighborhood. <clears throat> so it'll help you project the cost that you can expect and you're not blown away nice. by very nice i had no idea it costs this much but you know it's, it's a fairly new system fairly new platform you know for it to be able to tell you that the data has to be entered so as the the more we use it the more helpful it can be you know right now i depend i don't know how many are in any given area it doesn't share your information with anyone else it just helps you get averages so it's worth signing it, up just to just to do your home inventory so, and, and that's it, that's and free, and that's just the beginning. I mean, that just scratches the surface. It's a great application, and and the inventory side of it's free to unlock the maintenance and the uh, project management and the finance applications. That's where you then have your monthly uh, cost of like it's less than five dollars if you use the promo code Rosie. So that's uh, RosieOnTheHouse.com slash app, and a follow up to last week, we. We're talking about Fox Valley Electric giving away a generator to anybody that stopped by their booth at the home show. And if your name is James 
and the last four digits of your phone number are 6714. Congratulations. Uh, they didn't call him. They wanted it, the announcement to first come on radio. You have won the 8-kilowatt Kohler Utility Standby Generator valued at $3,400. That's a nice They'll deal. They'll be scheduling the install. Or you can apply that to a larger unit if you want as well. So you can upgrade nice. and have a $3,400 savings. James. James, congratulations from uh, the Kohler Generator from Fox Valley Electric. Oh, yeah. Takeaways for today's show. I got more than a couple, I'll tell you. Landscaping Hour, Outdoor Living Hour with John Eisenhower and Sarah from Save-A-Tree. Get those drip lines out away from your tree trunks. Get them out. You're actually hurting your mature tree by keeping the irrigation too close to the trunk. Nine o'clock hour, we talked about patch porch patios, pirates, that package guard. I'm going to order one or two of them, I promise. And then just this last segment from Jeff Carmichael at Rias, get your air conditioner checked now. We're going to 90 degrees by next week. Don't wait till it's hot. Check it now. There's no reason to wait. My lots of moving parts today's on, show. Lots of moving parts on your air mechanical equipment. And when it hits 90, a lot of parts are going to kick into gear that haven't been used in months. And unfortunately, not all of them are going to work. So. My turn? Takeaways. All right. Too soon. It's too soon to talk about masks, how you feel about them. <laughs> but, oh, really? Oh, I got calls both ways. You know, one woman was very offended. She lost family members, but we did too. We lost uh, family We members. weren't saying don't make wear a mask. It was just an interesting people study as you travel to see different reactions. I uh, also had people calling to volunteer their um, restaurant and to sign up for the party. When for it the does, mask? When it does come. I said, stay tuned. I don't for know when. mask burning. I, I've actually, my phone's lit up with texts of people saying, if you throw that party... I'm there. So we got to start an invitation list. For, for when the time comes. For the mask party. But we actually had a restaurant owner call in and say, the party can be had here. Yep. That's great. Up in Fountain Hill. Yep. I love it. We may have to have multiple locations. That's right. <laughs> so I'm not saying do it now. I'm saying when the people who are smart enough to call it say, it's okay to not wear a mask anymore, baby. I'm throwing a mass burning party, and I'm not intending to offend anyone. I'm not pro or con mask. But when they say we don't have to wear them anymore, burn it. <laughs> uh, we've got rosieonthehouse.com if you have questions between now and next Saturday. Uh, email, text questions. Our text does not go through during the week. That's a, a feature that we use here at the broadcast station so email info at rosie on the house.com and you can uh you know carol's got it down to you know, what's your turnaround right now it's 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 pretty good our we can get bombarded uh, especially when you throw out random things like parties and <laughs> t- topics like masks that are so uh, uh 
reactionary. Um, or when the boss man goes on a 10-day vacation. But other than that, I can get I can usually get you an answer within 24 hours. I'm also monitoring at all times our social media accounts. You can find us at Facebook at Rosie on the House. You can find us on Twitter, Rosie on the House. You can find us on YouTube at Rosie on the House. A bunch of information on each one of those channels to help you get everything that you need for your house, home, castle, or cabin. We ought to Facebook post some of the places we stayed on our road trip. That the oldest continuously operated lodge west of the Mississippi. That was a neat old hotel. It was, but Romy, you know what really caught Dad's eye the entire time? Was the trains loaded down with lumber headed south out of Oregon. Unbelievable. You between, didn't rob any of them, did you? I know Bo- we need it. You between, didn't rob any of them, huh? Between Boise and Portland, I know we saw one train that was over a mile long, and every car was double stacked with lumber. And lumber, you were talking about price increases on project. There's some lumber products that in the last nine months have gone up 300%. <laughs> but you talk about they are cutting the wood in the Northwest. I was And that's not I to say inspired. that they're cutting down woods, but they have actual growing sites Romy, for when you're, trees. When you're driving, down the, when you're driving down the highway, there's signs replanted. 2015, replanted 2012, replanted 2017. You can see the regeneration of the industry. It that, whoever came up with that idea was a genius. We're we're not stripping the land. We're re, we're refreshing it. Regenerative. We are re, It's sustainable. Now, it's actually one of the most sustainable industries in the in the world. And there's nothing more sustainable than dirt because we'll never run out of that. And we should. If you are building, you know, don't get me on our masonry soapbox here as we close out the hour. There isn't enough time to get on it, but there isn't a better building product yet to this day. When you go to any kind of ruin site, what is it all made out of? The pyramids, the uh, cliff dwellers, the adobe buildings, the all ho- out of dirt. The hotel we stayed or in. Or stone, like the, in the, the little Coliseum. Of, in the little town of Grass Valley. The entire town, of course, being located where it is, was all built of wood. Burned down in 1853. Oops. The entire town's rebuilt and break. in Mason. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> the most sustainable building product out there. So if you've got, uh, again, rosieonthehouse.com, y'all have a great week as we wrap up here our weekly three-hour broadcast. Hot diggity dog. Y'all have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And I promise we'll be back next Saturday. Until then... Find us at rosyonthehouse.com.